Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. In Fresno County, an emergency hospital declaration has just been lifted, despite area hospitals still dealing with an overcrowding crisis. KVPR's Sarith Hawk reports. The Fresno County Board of Supervisors agreed. Local hospitals are in trouble. Underlying this short-term state of emergency, there's actually a bigger crisis. Supervisor Steve Brandau highlighted the financial burden facing hospitals in the Central Valley, which serve a higher rate of government-funded Medi-Cal and Medicare patients. Our hospitals are not getting reimbursed at the rate that allows them to be sustainable. Higher costs for staffing and supplies have made matters worse. The declaration was announced in January, shortly after Madera Community Hospital closed and forced Fresno's hospitals to absorb those patients. It was also during a surge in respiratory illnesses that severely reduced bed capacity. But we do have this crisis that's continuing. I kind of feel like we're a pot of water boiling, and every once in a while we boil over. Dr. Danielle Campaign is the ER chief at Community Regional Medical Center, Fresno's only level one trauma center and the only one between L.A. and Sacramento. The emergency declaration was meant to get the attention of state and federal agencies, but so far, no additional resources for aid. For the California Report, I'm Sarith Hawk in Fresno. Madera Community Hospital is one of the many hospitals facing financial hardships across the state. In fact, half of California's hospitals lose money every day, and experts predict many more will follow. KQED health correspondent Leslie McClurg explains why. The pandemic created the perfect storm to bankrupt hospitals. In the beginning, facilities scrambled to build specialized COVID units. Very sick patients stayed much longer than usual. During surges, a lot of hospitals depended on travel nurses who can charge $300 an hour. It all added up. The net impact of that was that California's hospitals during the Two years of the pandemic at its peak lost $20 billion. Carmela Coyle is the president and CEO of the California Hospital Association. The federal government provided $8 billion in relief, but that has left California hospitals with $12 billion in losses. Then you add inflation. Labor costs have increased by 19%. Pharmaceutical costs are up 40%. The cost of that is just exorbitant. And finally, there's Medi-Cal reimbursements. One out of three Californians are on Medi-Cal, meaning the state covers their medical expenses because they're low income. But the state only reimburses 74 cents on every dollar of cost. If the state isn't paying its fair share of those costs, it creates losses for the hospital. 
The situation is precarious in Imperial County, Tulare County, Hollister in the Central Coast region, and Eureka up north. When will this implode? Like, it's not a matter of if, but like, like when will this implode? Nicole Braxley was an ER doctor in Sacramento during the pandemic. She says acute care in hospitals is dire. Patients all across the state and the country are waiting six, eight, sometimes 24 hours for care in the emergency room. There is no bed with which to see the patient, and all I want to do is see the patient. That's why some facilities are training doctors to treat patients in the lobby. We call it vertical care. You know, we say if a patient can stay vertical and they don't need to be horizontal on a bed, they don't get a bed. You know, you sit in a chair. Those patients can still receive blood tests, EKGs, and even an IV in the waiting room. We safety pin the IV bag to the wall. We put up little coat hooks. She says lobby medicine is miserable for both patients and doctors, but it's often the only option. The California Hospital Association is asking the governor for $1.5 billion in immediate relief, and they are lobbying for an increase in Medi-Cal reimbursements over time. For the California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. For the second year in a row, there's an effort underway to reform and significantly reduce the use of solitary confinement in California. Cap Radio's Kate Wolf reports. The Mandela Act would prohibit jails, prisons, and immigration detention facilities from holding people in solitary confinement for more than two weeks in a row. It would ban the practice altogether for incarcerated people who are pregnant, disabled, younger than 26, and older than 59. Vanessa Ramos is a community organizer with Disability Rights California. In 2001, she was sent to an L.A. County jail. She was a teenager and a new mom and says solitary made her mental health issues worse. I remember, you know, starting to like be so bored that I would pull apart my uniform and I would tweeze my eyebrows from the metal toilet so I could like kind of see myself. Now Ramos is fighting to prohibit the practice. A very similar bill passed in the legislature last year, but was vetoed by Governor Gavin Newsom. He said he'd direct the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation to make its own adjustments to solitary. CDCR says it is currently drafting those new regulations. 
But Hamid Yazdan Pona, an attorney with immigrant defense advocates, says that's not enough. A comprehensive legislative solution is needed and oversight is needed, independent oversight. You can't send the, the fox to guard the hen house, so to speak. The bill is expected to be heard in the legislature later this spring. For the California Report, I'm Kate Wolf in Sacramento. Rasan Thomas, known for his work on the Pulitzer Prize-nominated podcast Ear Hustle, has been released from San Quentin State Prison. It comes more than a year after he was granted commutation from Governor Gavin Newsom, who praised Thomas for his rehabilitation efforts while in prison. Thomas was sentenced to more than 55 years in prison for a second-degree murder conviction and other charges after he fatally shot one victim and injured another during a drug deal. But he's been working to rehabilitate his life ever since, including completing college courses and working through several self-help programs. Thomas received dozens of recommendations for clemency. And that's the California Report for Thursday, February 9th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. Paint Care, now with 846 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better. On the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.